Good afternoon. Welcome to Bible Talk with Billy. It is 227-2022. We're almost the end of the month, so I thought I would put an episode out. Today I want to talk about the Holy Spirit here on Season 2, Episode 4. I've borrowed some stuff from BibleStudyTools.com that I'm going to be reading. Um, This is... Maybe a little different than my normal standard podcast, but I'll try and keep it as lively as possible. Invisible, perhaps, but real. The Holy Spirit is probably the least understood person of the Trinity. Among the myths and mistaken concepts that are shared, he has been described as force, a ghost, second-class or replacement God. He is confused with manifestations themselves and has been presented as an identical figure, correct, an incidental figure that appears momentarily. Nothing could be further from the truth. It is vital for the church to know spirit, learn, to relate to him and understand how he manifests himself. Point number one. The Holy Spirit is a person. Being a person, the Holy Spirit has feelings. He has become sad or angry. And others can insult him and blaspheme against him. Uh, a little scripture to go with that. It's... Yet they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit, so he turned and became their enemy, and he himself fought against them. Isaiah 63.10 And so I tell you, every kind of sin and slander can be forgiven. But blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. Matthew 12.31 If you stiff-neck people in your hearts and ears are still uncircumcised, you are just like your ancestors. You always resist the Holy Spirit. Acts 7.51 And I do not grieve the Holy Spirit with whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. Ephesians 4.30 How more severely do you think someone deserves to be punished who has trampled the sun underfoot? Who who has treated as unholy thing the blood of the covenant and sanctified them? And who has insulted the spirit of grace? Hebrews 10.29 Number two, he he has intentions, shows willingfulness and discretion, loves, communicates, testifies, teaches, and prays. These are qualities that distinguish him as a person. The Holy Spirit is within us. Um, we, We have to strive sometimes to get him to show up. But 
He is what lives within us. That's how they say he is in us. Um, as my pastor was teaching today, it's the difference in taking a drink of water and him being in us versus us jumping in the lake and being in him. We need to try to be in him as much as he is in us. You gave your spirit to instruct them. You did not withhold your manna from their mouths, and you gave them water for their thirst. Nehemiah 9.20 the, the African comes who I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who goes out from the Father. He will testify about me. John 15.26 while we're worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barabbas and Saul for work to which I have called them. Acts 13.2 See, he has different things for us. In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray for. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans and he who searches our hearts knows the mindset of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God Romans 8 27 I urge you brothers and sisters by the Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the spirit to join me in my struggle by praying to God for me, Romans 15:30. All these are work of one, the same spirit that distributes them to each one just as he determines. 1 Corinthians 12:11. Um, I was talking about the Holy Spirit is a person he has feelings um you know um, well we can upset him just as well as we can make him happy if we're doing what we're supposed to do as it has been set forth in the word and to the best of our ability he'll be happy well we don't want him upset uh the holy spirit was present during jesus life on earth the holy spirit was present during each stage of christ's life when the angel appeared to Mary, the mother of Jesus, she declared, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Luke one thirty-five. Later at the baptism of Jesus, which marked the beginning of his public ministry, the Holy Spirit was present and on occasion could be seen in material form. When Jesus was baptized, he went up immediately from the water, and the heavens suddenly opened for him, and saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming down on him. During That's Matthew 3.16. During his ministry, Jesus taught about the Holy Spirit and had a relationship with him, Furthermore, he urged his disciples to receive him in their life. See, even when Jesus was teaching, 
Um, he he um, related to the Holy Spirit to tell him what what he needed to do. The Holy Spirit works in lives of believers. Jesus put a lot of emphasis on the Holy Spirit. He was the subject of intense prayer, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. He is the Spirit of truth. The world is unable to receive him because it doesn't see him or know him. But you know him because he remains with you and will be in you. John 14, 16, and 17. The Lord mentions two points. The Holy Spirit was already real and he was about to come. At that time, the Spirit dwelled with the disciples, but they liked having him in them. The Spirit of God was also important to the life of Jesus, who much more so for the lives of the believers. The Holy Spirit is an important figure throughout the Bible. In Genesis 1-2, we find him moving about the surfaces of the water. In Revelation 22-17, he is the bride cry with one voice. From beginning to end, the Spirit has always been active. In the beginning, creating at the end of the story, tending to us. He comforts us, helps us, guides us, reminds us, teaches us, alongside us, counsels us, intercedes and advocates for us. There is no area of life in which... A believer does not need the help of the Holy Spirit. Without a life full of the Holy Spirit, it is impossible to build the body of Christ. The gospel with no emphasis on the Holy Spirit is flat. In certain moments, when there was special manifestation, God, the New Testament emphatically states that the Partakers were filled with the Holy Spirit. This was an experience of many. John the Baptist was full of the Spirit in the mother's womb, Luke 1.15. Elizabeth, when Mary greeted her, Luke 1.41. Zechariah, father of John the Baptist, when he prophesied, Luke 1.67. Jesus filled with the Holy Spirit and led by the same Spirit into the desert. Luke 4, 1. The disciples were filled with the Spirit in the upper room, and Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, stood up and preached the day of Pentecost. Acts 2 and 14. The young Stephen, full of the Spirit, saw glory of God when he was stoned. Acts 7, 55 and 56. And Paul Inspired by the Spirit, rebuked a sorcerer, Acts 13, 9 through 11. There is no doubt that the church there is no doubt that in 
the church, a life filled with the Holy Spirit should be the norm. Should be the norm. The filling of the Holy Spirit was a requirement for serving in the church without a full body of the Holy Spirit. It is impossible to build the body of Christ and we end up limiting God's work in our lives. The Holy Spirit works in the world through evangelism. Referring to the Holy Spirit, Jesus affirmed in John 16, 8, when he comes, he will convict the world about sin, righteousness, and judgment. The Lord used the legal term convict in order to highlight that. Even if man's even if man can point out an error, it is the spirit that brings conviction of sin. He shows the offense, reveals the foolishness of the sin, points out the consequences, convinces of guilt, and leads the sinner to repentance. He is the church's greatest ally in the evangelizing effort without the help of filling of the spirit. The evangelistic task of the church will fail. The emphasis of the Holy Spirit does not come from any religious organization in particular, but from himself. When the disciples ask the Lord about the future, Christ's answers, answer was empathic. He said to them, it is not... For you to know times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come, up, come on you. And you will be my witnesses in, the, in Jerusalem and in all Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Acts 1, 7 through 8. In, or, in order to receive the power of God... One does not need a religious formula, but rather a relationship with a person. In Acts 1-7, Jesus points out that the disciples are not to know, but verse 8 emphasizes emphasis is placed on what we are to know. With the adverse word, but Jesus brings the off-track attention of the disciples of primary concern at hand. They would receive power, however, this depends on the Holy Spirit's coming to them. Perhaps they did not know the person of the Trinity very well, but the idea of receiving power must have taught all of their attention for over three years these men had been witnesses of the continual manifestation of god's power through jesus and now the doors were being opened for them to access the power that they had so admired in order to receive the power of God, one does not need a religious formula, but rather a relationship with a person. When a farmer grows crops, his desire to receive 
it's fruit, but in his relationships is what the plant. It was the plant that the farmer sows, waters, and takes care of, even though we even though he was waiting for fruit. He knows that without the plant there is no fruit. The disciples also desired the fruit of the Holy Spirit. But for that it was necessary for them to relate to him as a person. Therefore, seeing divine manifestation, the believer will learn to love, serve, adore, respect the Spirit, wait in him, and form relationships with him. The power of the Holy Spirit changes lives. Acts clearly states how to recognize someone that is full of the Spirit. You will be my witnesses. One verse eight. Lo loving love is a distinguishing marker of the disciples, while being a witness disguises who who they dis distinguishes those who are full of the Spirit. It does not matter how many spiritual experiences one may have. How whoever does not testify of Christ does not show evidence of being filled by the Spirit. If we analyze what Paul says in Galatians 3.5, I only want to learn this from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by believing what you heard? We realize that this is a rhetorical question. No one receives the Holy Spirit based on what they do. We experience salvation freely. There is no reason to relate to God differently in our experience with the Holy Spirit. It is also based experience in the way that we receive Christ without doubting what doubting whether He will enter our lives or not. We should receive the Holy Spirit by faith and believe that He will respond to our request without delay. Jesus skillfully expresses the essence of his spirit. If you then you are evil, know how to give God good gifts to your children. How how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Luke eleven thirteen. So that's a little bit about the Holy Spirit and who He is. Um, he, he is a person. He has feelings. He, he He is the. He's with us all the time. He is within us, um, and as we we do the work of our Father. He will show up. Um, as we go forth and um, teach about him, he, he shows up and shows out. Uh, so, I, I believe that if we seek him and study, we will learn more about him and 
he'll show up in our church services and you'll you'll see our churches growing because right now they need to be growing well this has been bible talk with billy you can um comment or if you have a question at bible talk with billy at gmail.com thank you and have a blessed day